Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, 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 my beautiful cozy babes. Welcome back to the Cozy Babes Club. I am your host, Chloe Taylor. And my, my, what a beautiful Monday it is. Welcome. Welcome, friends. I know. uh, I feel like this episode is going to consist mainly of just me like talking about all of the craziness. If you follow me on Instagram, my Chloe Taylor Instagram, uh, cause I have two, I have one for the podcast and then that like doesn't really get used that much, but I'm working on it. And, uh, then I have my like personal account, which is the at Chloe Taylor, uh, follow me both places. They're fabulous. But, uh, if you weren't following and like, didn't see my stories, you have no idea what took place last week, why there was no podcast. <laughs> and it has been a little bit of a nightmare. So, uh, it's story time, friends. I'm going to clue you in on everything that went down and, uh, also just like talk about some things. Uh, you know, I'm genuinely so excited to be here. I, I'm not doing a video with this episode. I'm still trying to figure out and navigate just as like, um, I guess like a business update, uh, especially any of y'all out there that are like wanting to start podcasts. I like to share this stuff because I think I've got a lot to say. I've been in this space for a long time. And though I wouldn't say I'm an expert in the podcast field, I feel like I have enough experience behind me to talk about it. Anyways, not that that matters. I don't need to justify myself to no bitch. But I am still trying to figure out like how I want to introduce videos because some of you love the videos. Some of you say you don't give a damn about the videos. And I feel my most authentic self without the camera. Personally, I feel like I show up more like just better. I feel like I show up better without it. Here's the thing though, from the business perspective, video, if we want to reach more people, I kind of have to be producing more video content. And I know that, and I've been knowing that for probably the past couple of years. And it has just been such a hard push for me, especially because I curate this podcast completely by myself. There is nobody else that touches this. I do all of it, mostly because I love it. It's like a labor of love. Uh, But I think what I'm going to do or try going forward is we're going to just like trade off. So every other week, we're going to have an episode where there's no video where it's like this and I'm just talking and then there's going to be a video episode and then there's gonna be one like this, like we're just going to go back and forth. So like one for me, one for meeting new people and getting new people to listen to the podcast. So uh, hope y'all enjoy that for the people that love videos, the videos will keep coming. I actually have 
two podcast episodes in Backstock right now that are videos that I sat and edited while I was in the hospital. Uh, yeah, like I said, there's kind of some crazy updates. But um, um, I will say trigger warning right here if talking about like medical stuff or COVID or anything of that accord is triggering for you, this is not the episode for you. Please like exit, stand down, um, come back around next week. It'll be more fun time for you. But this week is definitely not the episode for you. So <clears throat> that being said, let me tell you what the hell happened. So uh, I do not have COVID, even though I have been sick for what feels like forever. I have been sick since the end of January. It's been literally, I think on this past Friday, which for you literally was this last Friday, if you're listening to this episode when it's brand new, uh, this past Friday would have marked four weeks of me being sick. And I wouldn't even say that I feel sick. Like my, I feel fine. In fact, my energy is great. I feel good. I feel like my normal self, but I have this insane, like, cough and like this chest cough. And then I also have just like a lot of mucus that is happening, but like, sorry, this might be a lot, but we, we, we know each other like that here on the podcast. Uh, even when I like cough up mucus, it's like a good color. It's not like discolored. It's not like reminiscent of an infection. I've also tested for COVID multiple times. I have come back negative every time. And, uh, same with like any snot that comes out of my nose. Like it's all like a really like healthy colored mucus. So, uh, we're not really sure what the hell's going on. I did not get COVID. My husband, on the other hand, who is light of my life, fucking moon to my stars, uh, the fucking can't eat, can't sleep, reach for the stars over the fence world series kind of love. Uh, we've literally been together this coming April. I think it's 16 years that we've been together. It was 10 years married this past year. So yeah, I think it's 16 years coming up in April, but, uh, my beautiful, wonderful, amazing spouse, he had already been a little bit sick and then he got COVID and he has severe asthma. Like at least right now, like, yes, it is controlled for the most part, but like he takes a steroid inhaler every single day, morning and night, uh, as like part of his own regimen for his asthma. And because he was already sick and then got COVID, uh, it was Saturday, Saturday around like, I want to say like four or five 30 PM. He gets out of the shower and he is having a hard time breathing and he wants to just like wait it out. And me over here, I'm like, no, we will go to the urgent care right now. Like I will not wait. I'm watching you struggle. This is not okay. And so we go to urgent care and urgent care takes us in. Thankfully, no wait. And they just tell us, Hey, your oxygen saturation is so low, we literally can't help you. You have to go to the emergency room. So thankfully, right across the street, we go to the emergency room right away. Uh, I literally stop him because he's having a hard time like talking because he cannot breathe. And so I'm like, hey, I need you to just be silent. I will, I will do all of the talking. And I'm not normally like, you know me, I want to be in my soft feminine energy. I want my husband to take care of me. Like... <clears throat> truly when it comes to me and my spouse, we have definitely cultivated a relationship where like when we are together, I can turn my brain off and he is like just doing all the things and I'm just here having a good time. Like that's just kind of how we operate. He definitely really takes a lot of care of me. Um, 
And so this is definitely like role reversal here. But I think that that's kind of how relationships work anyways, at least like the healthy ones, is when man's down, woman's down, person's down, the other person picks up the slack. Like that's that's the hope anyways. And so I was like, listen, like, please go sit down, rest. I will do all the talking. So I'm telling the ER nurses what's going on. They get him all registered, hooked up. They get him into a room. Uh, They start giving him breathing treatments and the breathing treatments aren't doing anything, which in the past when we've experienced things like this, which at this point, we don't know he has COVID. Okay. So in the past, when we have gone through things like this, I've been to the ER with my husband before for asthma attacks. This is not Like it hasn't happened in a few years, but it's not totally out of the ordinary for him. So I just expected we'd get a couple breathing treatments. We'd be on our way home. No problem. Uh, Big problem. The breathing treatments aren't doing anything. They are not helping him. They are not touching him. So they put him on oxygen. The oxygen isn't even really helping him very much. And the hospital at this point in time is also full. So they already tell him like, they tested him for COVID. You're like, Hey, you got COVID. Like that sucks. Uh, we are going to admit you into the hospital because none of these breathing treatments are working. And the thing is the hospital right now is at max capacity. Okay. It's at max capacity and, uh, we don't have a room for you. So you're just going to chill here. So my husband and I, we are in the ER. I think I left at one point. I like rushed home around midnight to go and get like our switches because we're both really into video games. I went to go get our switches. I brought our Kindles. Um, You know, I, if he's getting admitted into the hospital, I am not the kind of person just personally, I will not leave him there. Like I have such a history of being hospitalized and nobody staying in the hospital with me as a child that I have such like I will not do that to someone else. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand we're all grown. We're all adults. Sometimes you need to fucking sleep. But I have such like a soft spot for that, that I, if my best friend lived near me and was in the hospital, I would not fucking leave her side. Like, that's just, that's the kind of person I am. I know how traumatizing hospital stays are. I have done it a lot of times in my life. Uh, We can touch on that in another episode eventually. I feel like I've never really told that story in full, uh, why I have like, why I have hip and knee dysplasia and like how I've had multiple surgeries in my lifetime. And honestly, it's kind of dark. (laughs) It's kind of dark. And not that I think any parent knows how to handle that kind of situation, but as I have grown and started to like understand my own body and myself better because I was born with a lot of problems, I'm sorry. I know we're getting on a side tangent, but I've realized how much better my parents could have handled that. So we don't need to get into it today. That is not a topic for today. But my point is, I was like, oh, I'm I'm staying. Like, I'm not, I don't care if you have COVID. And I tested myself. Like, they had just like the androgen, I think that's what they're called. Like, the androgen tests that they can give you. So, <coughs> excuse me. See, I'm still sick. Um, and so I was testing. I tested a few times and every time it would come back negative. So I never, like, contracted COVID. I did not have it. But he did. So... I think it was like six o'clock in the morning. They finally, or like, it might've been closer to like three or four, actually. They finally get us into a room upstairs. We move into a hospital room. This room is great. It's kind of off the beaten path from the rest of the rooms. It has a private bathroom. Um, You know, it's quiet. We're tired. We've been up all night because the medicine that they were giving to my husband, a lot of it like really amps you up, like, 
it was like steroids and breathing treatments and a lot of this stuff like it it makes your energy like almost like jittery. Like it's, you get really jittery with it. So he wasn't really sleeping. And so we finally get to this like peaceful, quiet room, right? We get some sleep a few hours. He's still not doing great, but they do have him on oxygen. And it's like, at least like he's, I want to say in terms of like oxygen saturation, when he came in, if anybody's like familiar with these terms, uh, when he came in, he was at like 82 to 84% oxygen saturation, which is pretty fucking low. Uh, I want to say with just regular oxygen, he was sitting at like 87, 88, which is still not great. They want you at a 92 or higher. 92 is like the bare minimum. So, uh, then they come in at like six o'clock in the morning. So we get like two hours of sleep, if that. And they tell us that they're moving us to the ICU because his numbers suck. <laughs> they don't say it like that. They're a lot nicer to us. I think they actually really tried not to worry us. Like, cause I think that that also can kind of like hit your recovery, you know, throw a wrench in it. And they were like, no, like we just want to monitor you a little bit better. And, you know, you're kind of over here in this corner away from everybody else. And we just want you like closer to all the nurses. So we're just going to move you here. Like, don't worry. Like they didn't get, give us any other reason why. So we go into the ICU. They put him on something called flow, which is like a more intense oxygen. And when, so again, for anybody that's familiar with the terminology, like you might be a nurse or something. Uh, when we came into the hospital, he was on 50 liters of oxygen. I know that that's a fucking lot. So he was on 50 liters. Um, they put him on like more intense oxygen and things started to get like better. But by like one point, like we'd go from like 87 to 88. And then like, it just felt like it was really slow progressing. Um, the thing is that was awesome throughout this is even though my husband's oxygen saturation was so low. And of course I was worried as fuck about him. I had a little meltdown. He had a little meltdown in the hospital. Like we were crying about it, but, um, otherwise he looked really healthy. Like even when like the doctor came in to see him, she was like, you know, when they showed me your numbers, I was concerned, but looking at you, you look very healthy. Like we see a lot of people come in here with COVID and you do not look like you're somebody with COVID. Um, and that wasn't like accusatory. That was like, you know, you look great. So, um, they also did like chest x-rays and nothing came back. She was like, you know, your x-rays look good. You don't look like you have COVID lungs. Um, and then I think eventually they sent him in for a, C a CT scan and the CT scan showed that he had COVID pneumonia and that was the problem. So, uh, he spent from like Saturday evening until about month or no, I'm sorry, until about Wednesday afternoon in the hospital. And <clears throat> I stayed with him every night, but one, one of the nights I did go home <clears throat> because in the ICU, and I'm sorry that I have like little coughs happening. I'm not going to edit them out. I just, I don't have time. I want to get this episode out before my deadline on Monday, which like, I know they're self-imposed deadlines, but it bothers me when I just like came back to podcasting and then I've missed a week. And I know that it was for a good reason, but anyways, I digress. Um, so I'm not going to take my time to edit this and I'm sorry, but in any case, um, in the ICU, which if you don't know what that means, it's the intensive care unit. It's like when shit is really bad, people usually go to, into the ICU. Um, in the ICU, they had these like fans in the room 
that the, it was great for somebody in the ICU where it like pulls all of the like air out of the room and pushes it outside. And they're so fucking loud and there's tiny little rooms. They do have their own bathrooms, still wonderful. But the thing is, I the only place I could fit in this room if I wanted to stay with him was I could put my like chair that thankfully laid flat. I could put my chair in this corner right where the fan was. So if I was in front of this fan, basically all the germs in the room were being sucked directly at me. And there was one night where I was like, yo, I just, I have to take a shower. I feel disgusting. I feel disgusting. I feel like I'm covered in germs. I... Uh, also, like as a side note, we're going to talk about this probably in a future episode. I'm going to do like a mental health update episode, not today, but like I recently had another panic attack for the first time in like two years. And so I've been like really reeling on that and I've had to go through like a very slow recovery process once again. And it's been really difficult for me. I won't lie to you about it. And I had like, honestly... I wouldn't say it was a full blown panic attack while I was in there with him, but it was definitely pretty fucking bad. Like I was having a bad time and I wasn't really allowed to leave the room because he was a COVID patient and we're not trying to spread that shit um, because he had COVID, even though I didn't, I wasn't allowed to just like get up and meander around the hallways. I, I had to be like in this bubble with him if I wanted to stay. So it was just kind of a lot. I definitely got like ICU fever, not like a jet, a literal fever, but like cabin fever, like kind of like that. Oh my God, I can't leave. Like this feels suffocating. I feel like I'm covered in germs. I feel disgusting. I have the ick. And that wasn't even like the panic attack that I had in there, what that was about. Again, we'll cover it in another episode, but I just, it was just a lot. It was a lot for both of us emotionally and mentally. And I am not like if it's going to affect somebody's recovery, I understand being strong for someone else, but it's 2024 besties. I do not subscribe to the idea of like, quote unquote, like holding back tears or staying strong. Like, no, if you need to have a little boohoo meltdown because somebody you love is sick and you're the only one there watching them struggle through it, it's fine. Like you're allowed to cry. <laughs> I feel like that's something that I just, you know, I just don't. I do not subscribe to the ideology that you need to quote unquote be the strong one. My husband and I are both really like, I would say emotionally intelligent individuals. Like me crying about him being in there isn't something that like would stop him from healing and vice versa. Like him crying, I wouldn't be like, oh no, you're going to set yourself back. Like it just, I don't know why I got on this tangent, but it just is. Anyways, um, so that was crazy. That was just a crazy experience. And I want to say like the last night that we were in there, they did move us back to a regular room because he was doing so much better. Um, it's still been a process. He's still been home, like healing and doing breathing treatments at home. He's not on oxygen, obviously, which was the important part is they just wanted to wean him off of oxygen so he could go home. Uh, so yeah, they did though. We got him off the oxygen. He is home. He, he has a nebulizer here, thankfully that he was able to just get like some refills for, um, he's on steroids and a steroid inhaler. And it was just a whack experience. Y'all it was wackadoo. Um, I was not, Nobody's ever ready for something like that, but I think, I think the thing that has been hard for me lately, especially after last week's episode, I'm going to try not to sit here and cry about it. Like 
this was like another thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is I know I say like, don't say that you don't have friends. Don't say that you don't have community. Like you, you've got this, you're going to make those people, you know, I literally just talked about this like two weeks ago on the podcast, how I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make friends, blah, 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 blah. When things like that happen, not having a community, like I don't have anyone that I can just call and be like, hey, can somebody go check on my cats? I have to leave my husband in the hospital and go check on the cats. Like there's no, I, (laughs) I'm just going to say it. I've really been struggling with the consequences of my actions lately. And I'm somebody that y'all know, I'm always like, fuck a fake friend, fuck a fake family member. Just leave those people. Just go here. Don't do that. Don't listen to them. Go and like make your own life. I am such an advocate for doing that. And I think it's led me into a lot of awesome things. Like I have really learned a lot about myself in that process of just like moving away from my hometown, moving away from like, you know, what's that? I think it's like a Mark Twain quote where it's like sail away from the safe harbor. Like I feel like I have learned so much in my own personal journey. because I have chosen to not stay somewhere where like, I feel like I could never understand when people were like, Oh, I can't leave because my family's here. I've never been able to understand that. I get it now. I fully get it. I am sitting with the sweet, sweet consequences of my actions. And I think for the first time in my life, I'm coming to terms with like, actually, I really understand why people choose to stay with their families. I totally understand why it would be scary to leave your community, leave your village if you have one and go and try to make your own way somewhere else. I totally get it. And it's been fucking hard. It's like, thankfully I do have so many people that care and are supportive. Like genuinely I had friends checking on me and Andrew every fucking day. Obviously it was like a text message. I just need y'all to know anybody that did that, that is listening to this episode. I needed that. I needed that so badly. It meant so much to me to be checked on. And I just don't think, I think honestly, I feel like I have been hyper independent for so much of my life. I am understanding that that isn't something that is a fulfilled life for me anymore. I do not feel fulfilled without community. I do not feel fulfilled without my family around. Even though we can sit and talk about like familial trauma, we could talk about childhood abuse all day until the cows come home, okay? You know, I'm not saying that my family life or my upbringing was so perfect, But I know that when the going gets tough, they are people that I can rely on. And I'm really sad that I don't have that. I'm really fucking like wrecked over this. Like the amount of times I have cried over this over the last like month. And it was really bad during this, this like last week. It sucks. And like, I think the other thing that's really hard that I don't hear people talk about that are kind of like the lone wolf in their family that decide to move away and like do their own thing is in order to foster those intimate connections with someone else where you're close enough that they, that you trust somebody else to go into your house when you're not home. 
it takes time to foster a connection like that. And I feel like I'm just getting like a little frustrated in the, in the me trying to make that happen for me. So I'm just saying, if any of y'all have family and people you can rely on, even if they drive you crazy, just hug those people extra tight because I'm out here wilding and I'm fucking heartbroken about it. And no, I will not be moving back to my hometown. I don't think that that is for me. I am very much a soul led person and my soul is not called to be there, but I'm definitely like having to learn to navigate adulthood where I don't have a community, but I am looking to find one. And anyways, it's just a side tangent, I guess I wanted to address off of last week's episode. So that's why there was no episode last week. Uh, I actually, like I said, I had a couple of videos in backstock that I sat while I was in the hospital editing. Uh, I I eventually brought my laptop in the one day I went home. I like brought my laptop back with me and I edited them, but I don't know. I, I get in my own head when it comes to the videos for some reason. And I need to figure that out. I need to figure out why I feel like my authentic expression is not good enough when there's a camera in front of me. I'm sure it has something to do with my self image and I need to just, I need to figure that out. I need to sit with that. In any case, those are like the major updates I wanted to talk about. But if I could kind of transition into another topic, Something else I wanted to talk about this week is any of y'all feel this Virgo full moon, okay? This Virgo full moon uh, coming in hot on the 24th. So, um, oops, sorry. I just went to pick up my phone to to look at the astrology days for the moon to tell you how long it lasts. So moon is currently in Virgo until the 26th, which is Monday. So, uh, it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'm not sure exactly what time it makes the swap into, uh, into a new, um, into a new sign. Like I just, I'd have to look somewhere else other than this app, but ultimately, uh, coming home off of that. So first of all, I'm a Sagittarius rising. If you're a Sagittarius rising, that means in the, whole sign house system, which is what I typically use and what most Western astrologers use to divine like what's going on for you. Uh, I have Virgo in my 10th house, which is my career house. If you're a Sag rising, you also have this placement. And it's basically like a big release when it comes to my career and my life goals, where I'm going, what I want to accomplish next, things like that. And it's also like Virgo is our sign of health and wellness and organization and domestic animals. And Virgo deals with those sorts of things. I also have my sun and moon both in the sixth house. I was almost, almost a Taurus sun and a Taurus moon, even though I'm a Gemini moon. Uh, In Placidus system, my moon also falls into the sixth house. So I have the sixth house is the house of Virgo, by the way, uh, if you don't know astrology. So Um, I have my sun and moon in the house of Virgo and then my like mid heaven slash 10th house both fall into Virgo. So when it comes to Virgo energy, I am no stranger to it. But when I tell you, as soon as my husband and I got home from the hospital, 
literally the next day after I slept. Oh my God, how did I sleep after that? He, him too. We have been sleeping so good. Uh, we've been sleeping super good, but our sleep is like flipped. Like it's almost two o'clock in the morning right now. And I'm filming this or I'm recording this. Uh, and that is because I think I woke up today at 2 PM. So being awake right now at 2 AM makes sense. Uh, but tomorrow I'm making myself get up early. So in any case, uh, one of the first things I did, I want to talk about how I just became like a granola wife overnight. <laughs> I was already al dente, which one of you gave me this. You're amazing. I love you. Thank you so much for this suggestion. Uh, because I'm not soft, but I'm not hard. I'm not crunchy all the way. I'm al dente. And I love this so much that like merch is coming. We are going to have like al dente. I don't know what yet, but it's, it's coming. Mark my words. We will be having al dente merch. Uh, I love this concept way too much for it not to be a thing. Uh, because I feel like some of us are into wellness trends. We love like the crunch, you know, we love being a little bit crunchy, but I find for myself, and I've said this before. So if you're new here, maybe this is your first time hearing it. Um, I feel like the cult of crunchy, crunchiness, wellness people, there is like this pipeline from being crunchy to being, how do I say this? <laughs> how do I say this without getting political? Um, there's a pipeline that I am not a part of. And it's something that I feel like this is why I'm only like a little bit crunchy. Uh, I'm only a little bit crunchy because I definitely do not... I do not err on that side. And when, in fact, it, just as like a small tidbit, when it comes to politics, I don't err on either side. I am definitely someone that's like, show me the facts, show me the, show me what's, what's good. What is everybody offering? And I'm actually like an undeclared at this point in time. I don't declare either side of politics. I used to, I used to declare, it's funny. I grew up really Republican. And then like in my adult life, I declared Democrat for a long, long time. And now I'm undeclared because I feel like I don't really give a fuck if you're red, if you're blue. I feel like if you're a person, you're a person. And I would rather see what you're offering and then make an educated decision from there. But in any case, that's a whole other topic. We don't do politics on this podcast. I'm not here for politics. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> uh, but there is a pipeline is all I'm going to say when it comes to being crunchy that I am just not a part of. And... Actually, I feel like I can say this. I It's like a crunchy to like, it's like, I want to say it's like far right politics is the correct terms that I'm looking for. And that's just not for me. I'm not far left or far right. I, I tend to look at that shaded gray middle section. Um, I don't tend to go either side. So that in mind, that really bothers me. <laughs> so uh, I'm not crunchy. I'm al dente. And like I said, one of y'all gave that to me. It's a, on one of these episodes, it's a comment that got posted. Um, I will, when the merchandise comes out, I'm going to credit that person in my merchandise because holy shit, that was such a great mwah, chef's kiss. Couldn't have come up with anything better myself. <laughs> one of the best things I've heard. But <clears throat> so yeah, this is like the al dente podcast. We are al dente in this community. So if you feel like you're a little bit crunchy, a little bit into wellness, but you don't necessarily agree with the pipeline, so to speak, um, or you don't want to be a part of the pipeline, or maybe you are part of the pipeline. That's fine. I don't care. You're still allowed to be here. I still like, you're still a person. I still treat you with respect anyways, unless you disrespect me, then we have a problem. But 
Um, being a little bit uh, al dente, as we'll say, uh, I've been calling myself a granola wife <laughs> because my husband in the hospital, he also like he was in like relatively good health. Um, my husband will tell you he is the first person to tell you that he is overweight. Um, and he wants to work on that. You know, nobody pushed him into that. He was like, after going into the hospital, he was like, you know, I really feel like I've let myself go and I don't want this. I don't want to continue down this way. And, um, his doctor told him that, you know, it could have been the steroids that he was on that was making it worse, but there were some, some things that they noticed that he may be pre-diabetic. And he looked at me knowing that I have a, uh, I'm a certified holistic nutritionist with an emphasis on autoimmune diseases. And he was like, Chloe, help me. <laughs> so I wasn't like, we're doing this. He was like, help me, please help me. So uh, I came home in granola wife fashion and I cleaned my entire fridge out, my entire pantry out. And this is kind of what we're doing. I hesitate to share these things because here's the thing when it comes to like, no matter what I say, Literally, no matter what I say right now, whatever I'm about to say, no matter what I say, somebody's going to disagree with it. You know, in the past, I've loved intermittent fasting. Somebody had a problem with that. I, in the past, have been a calorie counter. Somebody's going to have a problem with that. Um, if I said I didn't want to have sugar, somebody's going to have a problem with that. If I said that I wanted to, you know, even if I'm sure, I guarantee if I was like, oh, I'm just going to eat like intuitively, somebody's going to have a problem with that. Uh, I literally can't please everyone with this. I am very aware of that. And the things that I'm about to say, somebody out there is going to have a problem with. I'm completely sure of it. And I feel like I'm calling attention to it on purpose because I need you to know if this is you that's going to have a problem with it. I already, I already know. There's literally nothing you could say to me that I haven't already thought of myself. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. It's okay. That's fine. You don't have to obtain, you don't have to take these rules in. They don't have to be for you. I'm doing what's best for me and my family with the knowledge and the tools that I have, which is the best I can do. Anyways, that being said, uh, as a granola wife went through, cleaned everything out and kind of what we're starting to do right now in my house is number one, I know that we will like, I don't believe in all or nothing. Like that is just something that I have been on the diet mill. I have done, I've done every diet under the sun. <laughs> you know, I grew up with a mom that was heavily into diet culture that I feel like still falls prey to it. Even in her like ripe age of like 70 plus something. I actually don't know how old my mom is. I just, I think she's in her early seventies. Um, but even knowing like, even though, I feel like she has tried every diet under the sun and she knows they don't work. I still catch this woman talking about diet culture all the time, but, and that's just like a sad thing that is like, and not that like my mom, like I'm not trying to make a spectacle out of my mom right now. I think in general, there's a lot of pressure put on women to like be smaller. That is something that we're always given. We're always fed that, that we need to be smaller. Um, and it makes me really sad when I see somebody that is like several years age, my senior that still falls prey to that trap. But the thing is, I don't believe in all or nothing. I feel like if diets worked, everybody would, you know, have success with them. And so I'm not a big fan of that, <laughs> but I am a big fan of doing what works for your body and for every person that's going to look different. For my house, what we're currently trying is 
we are, I know that there are going to be times where we're going to eat out. That is a given. I know that there are going to be times where we're going to go out to a restaurant and we're going to ask for that dessert menu. Okay. I know. And I make room for that. I want that to be a part of my life because to me, that is realistic. It is realistic to think that when you are eating out at a restaurant, you're going to order the thing that you actually want instead of, oh no, I can't have that. You know, that's just never going to work for me. And thankfully, because I currently do not go to a lot of social gatherings, uh, you know, we're working on it. I don't currently go to a lot of social gatherings. It's really easy for me right now to control the diet and not like a diet as in like a restrictive way of eating, but like the diet as in like the diet that you eat, what you actually consume. Um, it's really easy for me to control the diet in this household. And I've been asked to, I need to make that clear too. I don't know why I'm like super afraid that people are going to think that I'm like making my husband do shit, but he literally asked me to do this for him or at least like help him. So, um, first and foremost, we are not doing restrictive. Like if we eat out, it's not that we're going to have like a whole buffet in front of us, but it's a, you know, he's going to order the dish that he wants. I'm going to order the dish that I want. And we probably will get that dessert menu. I would say he and I probably eat out uh, maybe like twice a month. We don't really eat out that much. We often eat at home. Um, I got really into meal planning this year and I got really into grocery shopping every week and like doing it on a schedule. So, but you know, we weren't always eating like the best foods. We would make like crack chicken, which crack chicken, if you don't know what that is, it's so bomb, but it's like chicken in the crock pot, cream cheese, cream of chicken soup. And then at the end you put like frozen vegetables into it and then like shred the chicken up. It's so fucking good. But is, I would not say that that is like a superfood in any kind of way. Right. <laughs> so when I say that we're making some alterations at home, we're just not having stuff like that anymore. Um, you know, maybe once in a blue moon, I might make some cracked chicken, but right now what we're mainly focusing on is you know, we're allowing ourselves to have what we want if we eat out of the house, which is a rarity anyways. And in the house, we are focusing on, I'm not letting refined sugar into the house at all. Uh, I feel like refined sugar is something that nobody needs personally. Like, I don't even just... There is way, there is so much research done on sugar and how it is highly addictive. It's literally in everything. And don't get me wrong. If I'm out to dinner, I'm going to ask for that dessert menu. I'm going to have the sugar, but in my house, we're not doing refined sugar. So I picked up, you know, coconut sugar, maple syrup, agave. I would rather use sugars that are more natural versus something that comes from God knows where. I don't even know how sugar is made, to be honest with you. Uh, don't care. I just know that it's highly addictive and it's in so much shit. Um, the other thing that we are abiding by right now. I say abiding like it's the fucking Bible, but we're abiding by right now. I actually want to pull up this little graphic that I have that I feel like just explains it, which I know you can't see it, but um, I will, when I talk about it, I will credit where this comes from because I think it was just like such, it was such a good way of putting this. And it's something that I just... I feel like it's what I'm always trying to explain to people, but I never have the right words. So this to me was just like so perfect. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. 
Um, it's, it reminds me of that thing because I am obsessed with it. I don't know if you've heard that voice clip. Anyways, uh, this comes from Organic Mind Minded Mom uh, on Instagram. And it says, yikes, seed oils have been linked to several health issues over the last few years, but it comes as no surprise since they make up a majority of our diet. The problem with seed oils is that not only are they heavily processed, they are very high in omega-6, which leads to inflammation in the body. Up until about 100 years ago, the omega-6-3 ratio was around 4 to 1 or less. Today, that's up to 20 to 1, with omega-6 taking the lead. According to the article, the overconsumption of linolic... I can't even say it. Linolic acid, mainly from industrial omega-6 seed oils, and the lack of long-chain omega-3s in the diet creates a pro-inflammatory, pro-allergic, pro-throm... Oh my gosh, I can't even read it. Prothrombotic state. Reducing the omega-6-3 ratio, particularly through reductions in the intake of refined omega-6 seed oil, and increasing the intake of marine omega-3s, either through dietary means or supplementation, may be an effective strategy for reducing inflammation, allergies, and autoimmune reactions. So basically, this <laughs> motherfuckers have been on this seed oil train for a long time. I feel like the thing with seed oils, what I believe personally is right now, I feel like people are starting to wake up to this concept and more people are starting to avoid seed oils. However, mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's day at whole foods market i feel like to some people it's still quackery and eventually i think this is going to be so well known that nobody who talks about this will be considered a quack or like oh you're just on some bullshit or that's not true and we know why because here here and here eventually this is going to be so mainstream in my opinion that people just won't be fucking with this um, I feel like it will be like almost like the way that to me, it's eventually going to be as common knowledge as like cigarettes are bad for you. Uh, seed oils are bad for you. And here's, let me give you a list of the seed oils. Okay. And then I'll give you a list of like the oils that would make you feel better. Uh, so seed oils, sunflower oil, that one is a big one. It's in a lot of stuff. Soybean oil. This is also in literally everything. Safflower oil, rice bran oil, peanut oil, grapeseed oil, cottonseed oil, canola oil, and corn oil. I would also like to give an honorable mention for palm oil. I'm not a fan of that one either. And the oils and or butter that would be better for you to replace these with are avocado, extra virgin olive oil, ghee, coconut oil, grass-fed organic butter, and grass-fed beef tallow. So basically what we are understanding with this is like this problem with the seed oils, more and more and more research is coming to light that this can affect or cause major problems as far as like heart disease, uh, gut health disorders, infertility, diabetes, anxiety, autoimmune problems, asthma, and molecular, oh gosh, I can't even read that. <coughs> Excuse me. Degeneration. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Still sick. 
molecular degeneration, which I'm not even sure what that one is, but these are, this is basically becoming more and more common knowledge. And when I tell you seed oils are in everything, it's in everything. Like me and my husband went to the store tonight because my husband's really been wanting some snacks. And I've, cause I went through the pantry and I got rid of a bunch of stuff. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't wanted, like I said, refined sugar or anything with these seed oils in the house. And that's been like my main mission because this is the seed oils also we are finding contribute to asthma, right? And also I find that a lot of foods that just have a lot of complex ingredients, like to me, the more ingredients something has that you cannot pronounce, it probably means you shouldn't eat that or at least eat it in moderation if you're going to have it. But when it comes to this, my husband was like, oh, I just like really want some snacks. I was like, you know, let's, let's go somewhere that we know we can get like high quality snacks. So we went to Sprouts. If you have a Sprouts near you, congratulations. I have to drive a little bit to get to my Sprouts, but, um, Sprouts, there are actually a lot of stuff in their snack aisles that just because it came from Sprouts does not make it a health food. Uh, most of the stuff I would actually say has a lot of these oils in it. And the only brands that I have found that we actually came home with, uh, Siete, if you're familiar with that brand, I want to say all of their stuff is pretty good. Like the ingredients are very wholesome. Uh, anything I picked up by Siete, I did not see any of these oils in their stuff. I didn't see any ingredients that I didn't like or couldn't pronounce. And, uh, the other company that I liked is the, uh, it's called like lesser evil. I think they make a popcorn. They also make little like cheese puffs. Um, a lot of them are dairy free though. They're not actually cheese. And, uh, there was one though that was like in processing, it used canola oil, which I thought was really weird, or it might've been sunflower oil or something. Uh, but it was just like one of the flavors of something. Everything else was free of the seed oils. So in any case, we went on a little snack run, got some snacks for the house so that he could, you know, have his little snackies, but make sure that they were something that would actually contribute to his health. So Um, we did the, we changed out our snacks for better snacks, uh, went through the pantry, went through the fridge. And basically I've just been focusing us both because with polycystic ovarian syndrome and, you know, possible pre-diabetes, you want to almost be eating the same diet. So it's kind of, it's not awesome because me and my husband both struggle right now or me, I don't want to say he struggles, but I'll leave that up to him to say, but I feel like with the issues I face, I struggle, but It is kind of nice to know that our diets right now for what our needs are, are very complimentary. So what I eat, it's also good for him. Uh, And the other things I'm focusing on right now, aside from, you know, no seed oils, no refined sugar, at least when I'm in the house. And uh, I focus on 30 grams of protein at every single meal. And I know that that might sound fucking bananas to some of you because you're like, what are you talking about? 30 grams? Like one egg only has six girl. What, how are you getting 30 grams? It's actually really easy. I feel like when you know what to eat, it's really easy. Um, so I will have, you know, in the morning, a typical breakfast for me. Let me just lay it out for you. A typical breakfast for me that I will make the same breakfast for my spouse. Uh, I will do two to three eggs, Um, If you can't have eggs, like maybe that's something that's like an allergen for you, you could also do a, 
Um, I love, love, love Amy Lou's chicken sausage. I'm such a fan of that. I get it at Costco. I think you can get it at the grocery store though. Um, but I'll do like two or three eggs, depending on how I'm feeling that day. And I'll do three of the Amy Lou's chicken sausages. And then I'll pair that with like some avocado or I try to get like some kind of healthy fat with it. And uh, avocado, I would say, is like my main pick. I will more than likely it's going to be the avocado for me. Uh, I'll have some avocado. And also recently, y'all, I need to make some short form content for the podcast Instagram about this because I have had so many good finds lately as I cleaned everything out and like bought new groceries, Uh, which I I also just want to say like, I know not everybody can just like afford to do that. And please don't take my example of giving my whole kitchen a fucking makeover as something that you need to do overnight. Like you can integrate small changes as you go and like work on finishing the foods you have in your house. I thankfully am in a space right now where I'm privileged enough to be able to do something like that, where I could get rid of or donate the foods that we were not going to eat. And I was able to go and replace things with better options. But I just wanted to make that note there because I recognize not everybody's in that kind of position and I don't ever want to, obviously I know when you have a platform and you have a voice, I literally cannot be inclusive for every single person in every situation. And I don't want to water my message down by any means, but I also would like to make a space where I don't exclude people if I can avoid it. Anyways, that said, um, I'll have, you know, the avocado, eggs, sausage. That's like a great breakfast for me. And then when I go to have coffee or matcha, uh, I will put the, it's like the vital collagen peptides. I like those because I want to say it's like 18 grams of protein for two scoops. And you don't even taste it. It tastes like nothing. Uh, I love that shit. I am of the mind that it doesn't really give you better skin or nails. I think that's a crock of shit. We literally don't have any proof that it does that, but it's a great protein powder. It's a great way to get protein in without, uh, you know, without having to have like chalky protein in milk or something. So I like it because it tastes like nothing and I can just put it in my coffee and I just gave myself like a protein boost. So big fan of that. And honestly, for breakfast, that puts me at like... Let's see. I want to say the sausage might be like 12. The eggs will be like 18. That's 30 right there. Um, I don't actually know if avocado has any protein in it. I would have to look. I just don't have that memorized. Um, And then like plus the collagen, that puts me at like 48 grams of protein minimum. So like I often exceed those 30 grams most of the time. Uh, and then like for lunch, I might have the rest of my avocado and I'll do like tuna stuffed avocado. I use primal kitchen, their sauces, their mayonnaise that if you're looking for like a good quality, there is no bullshit in their sauce or in their mayonnaise, uh, use them. Their ketchup is also really good. Uh, they're just like a really high quality, high, like good ingredients. They don't put fillers in their shit. Uh, love primal kitchen. Primal kitchen is a work of art, (laughs) but I'll make like tuna. If y'all didn't know, if you like tuna, uh, canned tuna for one can, 43 grams of protein. That's insane. That's fucking insanity. That's more than like a serving of chicken will give you. Uh, Love that. Which obviously like we can't be eating fish like that every day because mercury, but 
that's like to me a typical lunch would be something like that maybe i'll have it with a slice of toast uh and then dinner i don't know why i'm giving you my meal plan i guess it just felt correct i feel like this could have been its own episode <laughs> i just wanted to talk okay uh, but for dinner we'll typically do I feel like it's kind of boring right now. We haven't gotten super innovative with it because we're still kind of learning the rhythm for he and I and how we want to eat going forward. But it's usually some kind of protein, some kind of vegetable and some kind of carb, period. That's what we're having every single dinner. So, you know, tonight we had, uh, I used Primal Kitchen's buffalo sauce, which is so fucking good. Uh, I used their buffalo sauce. I put it on some tofu, which there is... Um, oh gosh, there's like this whole like war on soy where like, don't get me wrong. Some people are actually allergic to soy, but there's this whole like war on soy where like it contains estrogen and you shouldn't have that. It's actually bullshit. Like the milk and cheese that you're eating has more estrogen than soy. Soy is fine. It's fine to have soy. If you have PCOS, it's fine to have soy. If you're a woman, it's fine. Like there's no... The studies that have been done have actually been quite inconclusive. And I'm a firm believer that that is some propaganda by the fucking meat industry, which I eat meat. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like that shit is propaganda and they're just trying to keep you off soy because they want you to eat meat instead. Uh, no, soy is actually fine. Um, I have found that in my own studies and everything that it's actually fine. Um, it's actually bullshit that they... I say they, and I hate using words like that because I think that it's like, well, who the fuck is they? Uh, To me, it's propaganda literally from like farmers or um, I guess ranchers would be the appropriate word here, but literally propaganda just to keep people eating meat instead of meat alternative. Uh, Tofu, actually great. Love her. So marinated the tofu in a little bit of buffalo sauce, threw that bitch in the air fryer for 15 minutes at 370, uh, pulled it out, put it back in the extra sauce that I had because when it's tofu, you can reuse the sauce when it's meat, you know, you can't do that unless you cook it. Uh, so put the, I put the tofu back in the sauce, mixed it around. And then I served that over some rice and broccoli and it was fantastic. Great dinner. Uh, it's a perfect example of something we would eat. I also, I love like a teriyaki chicken. We'll do the same thing. I also really, really love, I try with PCOS specifically, I try not to consume too much dairy. Um, I will say when I was dairy free for like five plus years, I didn't have some of the PCOS issues that I have now. And I think when I added dairy back into my diet, that was when I like started literally growing a beard. Uh, That was something I did not struggle with prior. So I don't think dairy and I like really agree with each other. So I try not to have a lot of it, but uh, something I really do love is the grass fed Greek yogurt from Costco. I use that shit like sour cream and it is so bomb. Uh, the other night we did egg noodles for dinner with broccoli, chicken. I did like a hot honey barbecue chicken and I put all of this over these egg noodles and then I topped it with just like a dollop of uh, this yogurt and it was so fucking good. Oh my God. It was so good. So, 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 so good. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of like, I feel like typical. I also love 
I know you're getting like all kinds of food information from me right now, but uh, I also really love the Siete tortillas and I'll make like chicken fajitas with the Siete tortillas. That's really good. Uh, I'll just do like peppers and onions and chicken and uh, we'll just have that maybe with a little bit of guac. I feel like Costco has really stepped up their wellness game lately. Like they have packets of avocado that I love getting now. It's by the same brand that does holy guacamole, but it's not guacamole. It's like packets of just 100% organic Haas avocado and sea salt. And that's all that's in it. And it's so fucking bomb. And it's like, you could just put that on anything. So I'll do that too. Like put a little bit of that on my fajitas or like, just, I've just been having a good time, y'all. I've been having a good time. Like re-exploring what it means to me to like eat good for my body and helping my husband kind of monitor himself as well. And, um, it just, I feel like I'm in like a good place right now. I feel like in that realm, because my 10th house is in Virgo, I feel like I'm really thriving in that area of my life right now. Like my wellness has really taken like an upswing and I've been doing a really good job of like doing shit that makes me feel good, you know? Anyways, I know this was like the longest tangent ever. I feel like I just rambled at you about all kinds of shit right now, but I really just wanted to sit down and drink my little Olipop with you and talk to you about girly things. You know, I just wanted to give you an update on what the hell happened, what's been going on, what I've been thinking about, what I've been doing. And uh, thank you so much if you stayed till the end of the episode. I know that this was just, again, kind of everywhere, kind of all over the place. And oh, as far as like, I think I said it, that we're doing good. But as far as like the COVID stay and all of that in the hospital, my husband is doing well. Like he still feels sick, but uh, he is definitely like he's expected to make a full recovery. Like he has been up around the house doing things. We've been having meals together at the table. Like it's not like he is decrepit and like in bed. Like he is feeling pretty good. He took out the trash today. Like he's up and moving around and he's breathing and he's doing things. Um like I said, I've still been a little bit sick, which sucks, but, uh, you know, we're, we're taking good care of each other. Things are good. And, uh, I expect my regular scheduled content to be coming back around. Uh, anyways, I love y'all so much. Thank you so much for letting me show up this way authentically. I appreciate you. And, uh, just, I hope you have a fantastic week and I will be here next Monday with another episode. All right. I love you so much. Bye.